In Jesus' name, amen. If, if I could summarize our second reading for today, uh, which was from Romans chapter 6, and if you'd like to flip there to follow along, uh, you may do so in your bulletin. Uh, but if I could summarize that message simply, which I, I also believe is a message which is repeated throughout all scriptures, uh, I would say it like that. Who you are changes how you live. Who you are, who God has made you to be, your identity in Christ, changes how you live. It changes your, your actions, your behaviors, your thoughts, your desires. Who you are changes how you live. Uh, now, the order of that is important. When it comes to our standing before God and, and how he sees us, it's not how you live which makes you who you are, uh, not at all. But, th but that's often how we live in this world. There's even this phrase that we say, fake it till you make it, right? And uh, the, the thought is, just start acting a certain way, and you can become something which you are not. And, and rightly so, I think we teach our children, right, work hard, uh, study hard, and you can become whatever you want. You can become a, an astronaut or a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, whatever the case by what you do, and, and that's true in many cases. But the message of the scriptures, when it comes to our spiritual standing, is that it's not how you act which makes you who you are, but rather it's who you are which, which changes how you live, how you act, how you think, how you desire. Who you are changes how you live. Now, in, in, like I said, in many ways that, that goes against how we usually think of things, but there are some examples, I, I think, that make sense to us in this regard. For example, I cannot just walk up to any woman of about the right age on the street and start acting like she is my mother and by the right actions and words and behaviors become her son, right? It just wouldn't work that way. I couldn't walk up to Becky and, and start calling her mom and, and saying the right things and just have her welcome me in as her child. I would probably actually get in some trouble <laughs> if that were the case. People would look at me weird, might lose my job, uh, so I'm not going to do that. It's not uh, how you live that makes you someone's son or daughter, but rather you, you just are born to someone, or in many cases adopted in, and, and then from that identity as someone's son or daughter, you, you begin to change. Um, so for example, I, I call my mom every once in a while to check in on her, uh, because it's who I am. I'm her son, and, and, and that's just what sons do. I, I try to respect her and obey her, not to earn her love, but because it's who I am. That's, that's what a son does. I, I try to treat her with kindness and love and honor because of who I am. I am her son, and that changes how I live. And, and of course, that's a process, right? I was not born the perfect son. Uh, my mom would probably tell you that. But hopefully over time, who you are, your identity changes you. It, it changes how you live. Well, the good news that, that we hear today, the good news of, of being a Christian, is that we know exactly who we are. We know exactly where we stand before the Lord. Let there be no doubt about it. We don't have to go searching for an identity. Uh, our God makes it quite clear uh, who we are by faith. And Romans 6 reminds us that everyone who has been washed by the water and had the, the word spoken over us, whether it was at a font like this one, or in a sink, or a bathtub, or a river, or a lake, everyone who has received this gift can declare boldly and confidently, I am a baptized child of God. That is who we are. See, this is a gift which is not earned or worked for. You, you can't earn it by the way that you live. It's, it's simply given to you. And, and in fact, in, uh, for at least some of us, uh, maybe many of us, we were baptized when we were little bitty babies, right? But regardless how old you are, young or old, baptism is a gift from God that changes who you are. And, and out of that identity, it, it also changes how you live. Tiffany and I, my wife and I, we have a, a friend 
who I've heard talk about her baptism, I want to say at least four or five times. Uh, she's not a friend that we see very often or have spent a lot of time around, uh, but at least four or five times in different settings, I have heard her tell the story of her baptism. Now, she was a little older when she was baptized, uh, probably got baptized somewhere in her late 20s. Uh, but time and time again, in different conversations, this keep coming, keeps coming up, uh, her baptism. Because, you see, I think it's a huge part of who she is. It, it changed things for her, and she recognizes that now. And, and so it, it keeps coming up in her conversations because it's such a major part of her identity. You see, Romans chapter 6 tells us a little bit more about what happened to her when she was baptized several years ago. Paul will tell us that when she was baptized, she was united with Jesus. So that in her baptism, she both died and was buried with Christ. That is, Christ's death and burial were applied to her. The gifts that were won for her on, on the cross and Jesus' death become hers in her baptism. Romans 6 will go on to say that in her baptism, she was also raised with Christ. Just as Christ raised from the dead in baptism, that resurrection is applied to her, and she now will live forever in the arms of her Savior. You see, who we are, are is baptized children of God. That's our identity. See, I think it's, it's an identity that we need to live in and remind each other of and talk about uh, maybe more often than we do. And there's lots of ways we can do this. We just had a baptism uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, that was exciting. And, and one of the things we did then at, at most baptisms, we give a candle, right? And we say, light this candle every year on this day on your baptismal birthday as a way to remember who we are, of who God uh, has made us to be, that work that he has done in our lives. I had a professor at seminary that had an interesting way of, of reminding us of who we are, of who God made us. He was one of these uh, really kind, gentle people, one of those people that you just want to sit down and talk to and, and go through problems with. And uh, anytime someone came to him, maybe lamenting a bad grade or uh, confessing some personal sin or just talking through some struggle or failure, uh, he would very patiently listen. And then he would say, well, you're still baptized. I remember hearing that the first time and just thinking, that's a really weird thing to say. Uh, no one says that. You're still baptized. I, I kind of had to think about what he meant by that for a while. But what he was saying was that, that there's nothing that can separate you from the gifts that were poured out to you in your baptism. No bad grade of yours can make you unworthy in the eyes of your God of the love and the forgiveness that he washed over you in your baptism. No sin of yours, no matter how big it might be, can rip you apart from that unity that you share with Christ that was given to you in your baptism. No struggle or failures of yours can rob you of the joy of eternal life that was poured out to you here in your baptism. You're still baptized, you could say. Those gifts of God are still for you. It's a gift you can see and, and remember and hold on to. It's, it's who you are. Remember, who you are changes how you live. See, as Christians, we are changed by our identities of who God has made us, and I, I think in three ways. Uh, first, we are changed by who God has made us to be, and that there are certain things as Christians we just don't do anymore. There are certain things we say no to. Uh, when we're tempted by sin, maybe it's gossip at office or with our friends or, or in our schools, we say no. We say, that's not who I am. I don't do that. I'm a baptized child of Christ. I've been united with him. I am dead to sin. And, and that gossip has no part to play in who I am. It's just, it's just not me. Uh, when, when, when lust fills our hearts and our eyes begin to wander, we stop ourselves and we say, no, I'm a baptized child of Jesus. That has no part to play in me. When, 
when we're tempted to max out our credit to buy an even more expensive and newer car to impress our friends or, or our or coworkers or our boss, we can say, no, I don't need that. I have all the acceptance and the love that I need. I know who I am. I'm a baptized child of Jesus. As Christians, we're changed by who we are. We say no to certain things. As Christians, we also say yes to a lot of other things, too. Uh, when we're presented with opportunities to love, we say, yes, I'm a baptized child of Jesus. That's what I do. I, I love with this amazing love which I have received. No strings attached, no matter what the other person does or looks like. I, I am called to love the people that God has put around me. I say, we say yes to forgiveness, even when it's really hard, even when it's not convenient. We are baptized children of Christ who has received the forgiveness of Jesus, and so we say yes to forgiveness. We say yes to compassion and mercy and, and acts of grace because it's who we are. We are baptized children of God. The third way that, that our identity changes us is that it gives us a hope and a peace and a confidence that can't be shaken. can't be taken from us. We are still baptized. We have that promise that God made on us on that day, a promise that can never be taken from us. It's who God has made us to be, who you are, changes how you live. Brothers and sisters, I would encourage you to, to live in and thank God for who he has made you. And, and again, like I said before the service, if that's a gift that you have not received, uh, continue to rest in, in God's other gifts that he has given you, the gift of his word, which he pours out to you, which declares to you that you are forgiven. And know that that, that is sufficient. If you are here today just believing in Jesus and trusting in him, that is good enough and yet remember that we have a God who loves to give gifts over and over and over again. And if you have received the gift of baptism, cling to it, trust in it. What God has done for you is as sure as sure can be. You are God's beloved, baptized child. I pray that that would change.